Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. But you know what? Joke's on you, because I know Morse code. A man got to have a code. Oh, and the underlying rights to the code in perpetuity throughout the universe. Sign there. This is Mr. Two-Time Ham Champ, two-time Ham Champ, Trilly Whiskers, and you're listening to Dan and Soap on the Morse Code Podcast. Uh. I told you I would show up, yeah. screaming out, FNF to the world, blow up. They said I was so finished, I told them it's show business. All right, this is episode uh, 97 or 98. Uh, Dan's going to yell at me for not knowing this. Oh, uh, sorry. This is episode 98, Morse Code Podcast. Uh, it's me. Uh, there's no Dan tonight, unfortunately. So if uh, if you listen to this show for him, um, I guess you can tune out right now because you're not going to enjoy the rest of this. But uh, we got a three-time returning guest, Trill Withers. Very, very honored to have him for a third time. How you doing, boss? Can't complain, man. Thank you for having me. Good to be back. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was trying to... I got a list like I got some notes of uh, things I wanted to bring up and it's it's pretty funny because like as I go through it, I'm like, what haven't we talked about with Tyler? And a lot of it is just <laughs> none of it's like. I'll put it this way. A lot of it is just people being stupid in the news and me <laughs> being curious. <Evergreen>. Yeah, <laughs> but no, we're going to start with some fun stuff. Um, I We just mentioned this off the air, but uh if for some stupid reason you're not familiar with Tyler's work, follow him on Patreon and listen to the fun report. I'm a subscriber. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I know I speak for Dan too. Uh, Tyler's got some, some new merch coming out. Why don't you tell us about that, bro? Uh, yeah, just dropped. I'm trying to make sure I got the link. It's on Streamlabs, but it's like a, it's a link to the store, but it's not like a very convenient. Like I can't just say like streamlabs.com. It's not like that convenient. But yeah, streamlabs.com slash Trilly Whiskers slash merch. It's up right now. So far, so good. I got a few things I'm very proud of. A few I'm not, I'm not proud of. Um, <laughs> but those seem to be selling. So shirts, hoodies. I got a fanny pack with the ham chimp belt on it. Stickers, mouse pads, mug. I'm having fun. I'm not having fun mug. So you get one of them. Your coworkers know what kind of what kind of day you having, whether they should mess with you or not. So yeah, check us out. Awesome. I, uh, I was pissed cause today, so I placed my order, uh, by the way, um, how many figures do you think you can, how many commas you can add to the bank account today after this? And with the stream labs cut none yet. Okay. None yet. But if I can figure out a way to cut like them being the ones that like supply the merchandise, <laughs> ship it, handle customer service, print it all that if i can cut them out then we we end the money okay all right well uh i'll keep ordering until you can add at least one comma in there but uh i was pissed because today i i i got a couple shirts i got the i want to say that i'm not having fun because usually i'm not having fun uh i got the sweatshirt which was a very strong look and then i forgot to add the uh the championship belt t-shirt which i didn't realize i think it was uh is that the ham contest belt the t-shirt yeah. yeah i was trying to find a way like the way there's a setup i wanted to have it where the belt looked like it's like thrown over your shoulder yeah right because it wouldn't look right just like up on your chest so i put it 
a little bit lower. So when you're wearing it, it looks like it's around your waist. Like like the like the way the ham champ me. Where is it? Yeah. I was gonna say it it screams it screams you for sure, hundred percent. That's what and that's what I really wanted. Uh when you think ham champ, I want you to think truly whiz. <laughs> By the way, the the beer that I poured, uh I'm just telling you this because I know how much you love Reese's peanut butter cups. No, it's bro. a sour peanut butter yes it's called sack lunch sour peanut butter cup that doesn't sound good at all it sounds delicious it tastes even better like even if you like peanut the peanut butter and the sour those two i can do sours i can do peanut butter i don't want sour peanut butter so that's, that's the thing it's deceiving that they call it a sour it's part of their sour i guess series or whatever but it's not sour at all it tastes like you're drinking a dessert which okay right up my alley yeah i don't hate a, a dessert beer um switching from that to food what are your thoughts lately on the cinnamon toast crunch story have you followed that at all with the the shrimp tails <laughs> uh man the last the very week i saw the cinnamon toast crunch basically called him a liar um <laughs> it was basically like no it's actually just cinnamon and then i quit following him for a while and it comes back that a lot of people are, are just saying that he's not a great guy that was the last, and after that, I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm out on that." I don't know what came of it after that. Are there new updates? No, that was pretty much the last update, and that's what happens to like all these fucking stories. I was, uh, I was talking to someone about it last night, and if anyone isn't familiar with the story, we talked about it at the, in the last episode. But someone basically, the thing that also makes me question it is, uh, it was someone of prominence that this mm. happened to. To so me and Dan. Husband. Yeah, it's Topanga's husband. Me and Dan were like, what are the chances that this is a hoax? Like, pretty high. Because there's always money to be made on both sides, right? Or benefit. Well, that was the first... The, even before I saw, like, the people saying he's not, like, a great person to, like, work with or be around, I heard somebody say, they were like, y'all understand that this is, like, like marketing is what he does, right? Like, this is why he's famous. Because I, I was like, okay. Once I heard that, I was like, huh. And then everything after that, it just went downhill. <laughs> it's a it's a Batman thing. You you die a villain, or what is it? You die a hero, or you live long enough to become a villain. Sweet long enough to see yourself become a villain. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, actually, it's kind of like Sister Jean, Sister Jean, and um, no, just her. I mean, the fact that she's 101 years old, I'm like, you don't have to dig too far. I would assume. Before she gets milkshake ducked, like the fa- if anyone's unfamiliar with that, look it up. Is she really a hundred years old? I know she old. One, yeah, one hundred one. That's why, like, she was like in fifty years ago. She was fifty years old. Like that's old as hell. Yeah, dude, she still claps like a seventy year old. It's crazy. She doesn't look a day over ninety eight. Uh, no, she threw she threw a little shade at Kentucky. Um, oh, I didn't appreciate that, but they lost now, so I'm fine with it. <laughs> what did she say she was talking about like after the, the bracket came out she was like oh i don't see kentucky here and what i was gonna say if i was being rude but i didn't say it because i wasn't being rude as soon as it got to like april 1st i was gonna be like oh, i don't see sister Jean here because she's old <laughs> but i didn't i didn't say that i didn't say that i decided not to say it i gotta say it sounds like she uh took a, play, a page right out of your book that's why i didn't say it i yeah. can't hate the, uh, the player i gotta hate the game you, you've always been the mature one in these situations. Correct. I High roll whiskers. 
uh, <laughs> is what they call me. Um, you've been watching the tournament? I'm going to be honest because I haven't much. Very little. I've watched less of the tournament this year. Like, I haven't watched a full game at all. I'll usually, like, if I see one's getting hot on the timeline, if I see a score, it's like four or five minutes left. I've watched the most I've watched is of USC just because I like the uh, the Mobley kid, like the one that's supposed to be top three pick. He's looked pretty good. But outside that, I haven't watched a whole lot of it. Feels great. <laughs> yeah, I don't, dude, I miss it because I, I don't know about you, but in years past, obviously, I'm sure you had to watch it um, in your previous lifetimes, just having to like cover it through social. Mm. But me being the layperson, like it did. Just like everyone else around the world. I used to take Thursday and Friday off, um, go to a bar or just watch it from my house and just set up multiple TVs. Like mm-hmm. it was dope, but uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it this year. Number one, why did they move the first day from Thursday to Friday? Do you know I why? Don't know. It, I think it threw everything off to me. Cause like we've got, like it's a game on now about to go to the final four. Then we got those games Monday and Tuesday. I feel like we should have had all those like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday again. So I, I don't know. It, it, it definitely feels off. Very strange. It's like, I'm sure there's a logical, well, it's the NCAA. So they probably yeah, not money a I'm sure money is the reason. <laughs> but I was going to say like, what do you have? How do you gain money from like, basically you move, you lose what I think is one of the prime days by taking out Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. And then like you get it on the back half by having a games on Monday, but it's like, well, once people get to Monday, no one's taking Monday off to watch this shit, but. Well, I think that's one of the reasons it's not as fun. Like the fun part of match uh, March madness, especially the first weekend is like either watching game, like sneaking to watch games at work, pulling it up on your computer like taking a long lunch, taking a day off, whatever. Like that's the fun part. Nobody, like you can't really do that now. So it's, I think it's a lot less fun. Like you can't, everybody's working from home. You can't hit like the the boss button. Are you working from home? There's no, there's no suspense in there. There's no, there's no, I don't know, bad boy aspect to it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's hard for you because if you're just always a bad boy, then yeah, there's no difference. Some bad boy whiskers is what they also call me. <laughs> Dude, I just remember being in, uh, I want to say high school, where the one TV in the building, one or two, they always kept in the, the library. So, you know, the fucking TVs on a cart that mm-hmm. the substitute teacher would. Yeah. So there was always that. And I want to say that my biology teacher was also the, the high school basketball coach. He would, <laughs> this makes sense. He would take days off from teaching biology when he had like a big game day. So, <laughs> so we'd have like a substitute teacher. And then um, I'd like ask to go to the bathroom, but then I'd really just walk to the gymnasium and he'd be in there like game planning, which was hilarious. Uh, but anyways, I just remember, did you guys do that in school at all? Were you able to sneak off to, were there any just rogue TVs laying around where you could check a score or anything like that? Yeah. Ours was like, it was a mass media class, which everybody like tried to have like at least once. But basically, you could go in there. Like the point of it was, you get a camera, go record stuff, bring it back, and edit it. So there was nothing but TVs in there. And it was also a teacher. Like, I mean, it, it was one half he was really close to retirement, but one half he was going through an illness. So he really just like if, if you weren't making a lot of noise or anything, he just kind of let you. Like he would watch the games with us. So 
it was just like, yeah, can I go to the bathroom? And you end up in the mass media room and I'm watching like the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, th- those are the memories. And I feel like there's kind of, I don't know, it's I still just haven't gotten over the um, the lack of crowds. Like I'm mm. selfishly, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to once we can safely do it. Maybe it's just me that's noticed this, but um, from the games that, that you watched, did it seem like it was really good crowd noise or maybe just college fans are louder? I, I mean, it's one of those for the most part, like while the game is going on, like the active flow of the game, it just kind of like the background noise. I think they get pretty well, mm-hmm. but like for a big moment or when they come back from commercial or like you hear background noise, but at the free throw line, it, you can hear it like it's loud as hell off the rim because there's no real noise in there. That's when I think it it's the worst, but it, it's hard to also like for an air ball or like a big play or something It's hard to like, you can't, you can't like immediately like, where's the air ball or like, where's the loud dunk noise. So it's, it's definitely taking a little bit out of it for me, at least for the four minutes I've watched. <laughs> Same. Uh, I'm, I'm still having trouble with the NBA, to be honest with you. Like when I mm. see the, the advertisement banners in the background covering the seats yeah, uh, or when they zoom out or like you get the free throw line angle, it's just tough. Like in Boston, um, one of your favorite cities, sure. the, I think the next Celtics game, and because they share an arena with the Bruins game, um, yesterday or today was the first day that uh, they were allowed to have fans back in. The limited capacity is something like 12%, I want to say. So it amounts to about 1,000 people. Hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. See, like, let, let's say it was a completely safe world right now, but hmm. for some reason they had the capacity limit. Would you go to a game like that for the, the stretch out room ability? Or oh, do you, you would. Okay. Oh, for sure. I, that'd be heaven that'd on be earth. Best, yeah. Best case scenario. I can stretch out and it's like, not because of pandemic. It's just because the people aren't here. I can got enough room. You don't have to excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah. That would be, I would love that actually. Dude, nothing worse than uh, like I, so the reason I asked that is because like, I just love the atmosphere of a, of a full house. Um, That's like I, I love uh love the crowd, like like getting behind the team, especially when they get down or something like that. Uh, but there's nothing worse. Like I always try to when I buy tickets to a game, I always try to get the um aisle seat if I can figure it out. Cause yeah. I fucking hate having to get by people to go to the bathroom. It's the worst, man. You feel so awkward, don't you? Yeah, I mean it, there's it's just no easy way to do it, right? Like there's no like they try to turn their knees to the side. It's like there's like four inches of space, dude. Like you're not doing <laughs> like anything. So I try to, I just double up on everything. Like if I go up to use the bathroom, I come back with like two beers, right? So I just try to, if I'm going up, it ain't going to be for one thing. It's like, okay, I got my two beers. If somebody else is going up, I'll be like, hey, get me something. So we can like, let's make as few trips as possible. Yeah. Because I, it's the worst. I I agree with that. But then it it becomes even harder because then when you walk back, I'm like, Oh fuck. Like I'm going to spill some drinks on people. Yeah. He's really going to have to get out of my way this time. If he wasn't pissed enough the first time. The beauty of it is, again, I think it's probably just living in Atlanta, like the Hawks game. There's usually nobody there. So you can sometimes, you know, you go the 
row behind it and just step down into the seats because again there's nobody there you can you can finagle a pretty decent way but packed house you you don't stand a chance yeah i i commend you it, it makes me like as a person a person with social anxiety it's the fucking worst that yeah. and like flying on a plane when you're not the aisle seat i'm like fuck like i'm gonna have to wake this dude up i'm gonna have to like disturb someone see i'm gonna I'm are you an aisle guy I'm, I'm a window guy i try to get always but also like i just i try to plan it where i don't use the bathroom on a plane so i don't get up like i try to plan it where it's literally like the last thing that i do i try to plan my airport drinking around that so once i sit down i don't have to get up for me and i don't have to get up for the people beside me but i'm considerate a lot of people aren't Yes, considerate trilly whiskers is that's, another that's thing. Also, what they, they called you that in college, though. I think I wear a lot of hats. Yes. <laughs> uh, hmm, to answer that question, I've always been an aisle seat guy because I don't like having something on both sides of me. Mm. I, I just fair. can't do it. Um, although it is like a, it's a pain in the ass if you fall asleep and people are like bumping into your head. Yeah, uh, that's the like. I, my knees get bumped by the cart. Like I got to stick my feet out. Like I. I'll, I'll just tough it out with the just give me the window seat. I can just prop up against that and get co- somewhat comfortable. Dude, I think um, I no lie the way. So you say that you plan your your drinking around uh, the airport and the plane trip. Sure. I plan my eating around it. So I don't okay. eat usually within eighteen hours. Like once we hit eighteen hours to to wheels up, I will not eat because I'm like really. Yeah, because I hate I'm like, there's no if I can control it, I'm not going to go to the bathroom, especially not take a shit. Yeah, no, I've never I've, I've never taken a shit on a plane. I'd like to. That's a streak I'd like to run my entire life. Yeah, it's important. But um, like, what's the uh, what's the longest flight you've made? Obviously, I know you had to go back and forth to New York uh, a good amount. But have you ever traveled internationally or anything? like I, that? I've never. In, the longest one I've had, I think, is. Atlanta, it's got to be Atlanta to San Francisco. I think that was like four and a half, maybe. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, so it's like, that's the long, it's not great, but I know there's like a lot longer. So it's one of those like, if I plan it right, I can hold my bladder. Like, I'm not that old yet. Like, I can hold my bladder for four hours. Um, That you don't eat it all, though? Like, you just be on the plane starving? Starving. See, I can't, I won't eat anything risky. Like, if it like red salt, anything that might upset my stomach, like I'm not trying anything adventurous, I'll eat like just basic stuff <laughs> for that reason. Like I don't want to, ain't no indigestion when you like 4,000 feet in the air, but yeah. no flaming nah, hot Cheetos for breakfast. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> I just like some peanuts, like some plain flake cereal, no frost, just like on one, no, no frills until I land. That may be the way to go. We, we were talking to, um, do you watch Red Zone or do you have Red Zone? Like NFL? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think it's regionally or it's at least dependent on your cable provider. There's two versions of it. But uh, like up here in New England, we get the one with Scott Hansen, who's the taller mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had him on once and we were asking him like, like, what do you eat before you go on a uh, Red Zone knowing mm-hmm. that it's fucking eight straight hours where you can't get up from no the, commercials uh, the man they don't do commercials no commercial free programming if you haven't heard it here you'll you'll hear it there mm-hmm. um he's like yeah try to keep it simple 
But then we expected him to say, like, I don't know, fucking slice of bread, glass of water. And he was like, yeah, I just try to have like an omelet with a little bit of sriracha, throw mm-hmm. some salt on there, peppers and onions. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't eat that if I if I had to get into, I don't know, like a diarrhea contest. If I had to drive 30 minutes, I don't think I would eat that. So eight <laughs> hour. I mean, unless that's what, like, keeps him going. Like, he's just looking at the clock, knowing that the second I get out, I can, you know what I'm saying, just expel this from my body. But, nah, I, I feel like he would, like, oatmeal, nothing fancy, one slice of bacon, one egg, orange juice, maybe. But, nah, eight hours just straight, it, that's that's chaos. Glass of vodka, you know. Yeah, yeah. See, that's for right before you get on the plane. Yeah. Or right before you start your shift, if you Scott Hansen. The other underrated part of this is, and and my guess is I could be wrong, but there's probably more people that look like you in Atlanta than there are people that look like me at a Celtics game. So when, with like going back to like getting up and disturbing people, I'm like, dude, I'm trying to fucking blend in as much as I can. I don't want to be disturbing people and clearly like stick out like a sore thumb. That's fair. <laughs> We've already established you got boundary issues, man. And just know that it don't matter where you at. I mean, even if I'm here at, at places the other game, they notice you. You've already stuck out like a sore thumb. I do too. Like that's just that's just the game. Yeah, that's true. Unfortunate, but true. Um, which brings me to something I was going to ask you about. Um, do you have any follow up questions about uh, our uh, visits to the fun report? And my vacuum slash barber. I mean, do you still have a vacuum? Did you ever get it? No. And the fuck, the <laughs> the Discord community is convinced that I got one. I did not get one. I did I not. I think I'm with them. You don't believe me? Them. Respectfully, I think I'm with them. Dude, I took a picture the other night with my Hoover, my, and I, I captioned it the most loyal you-know-what that I've... Uh, ever met and by you know what i mean the b word mm-hmm. and uh people still didn't believe me but i mean people get really good with photoshop these days so <laughs> and you think i'm one of them no but i think you might know like <laughs> it might be you know what i'm saying like it ain't got to be you it might be somebody close to you though nah and uh surprisingly i guess i don't know how often a a kirby vacuum hits up the same spots to like it's like a like i don't know if you've ever worked in sales but um Oh, yeah. there's there's like at my company right now there'd be like these are the opportunities that you lost in the past you want to try them again like mm-hmm. i wonder if <laughs> i wonder if there's anything like that in the kirby vacuum sales community right uh i feel like it's got to be like at a certain point it's just like okay i feel like they got like yes no maybe your house was definitely like a, a maybe right like if he if you say you didn't buy one but they got to think like if i go in his house, he's gonna let me in. If he lets me in, it's like you ever read the book, uh, if you give a mouse a cookie. I have not. It's like a, a children's book. It's like if you give a mouse a cookie, he's gonna ask for a glass of milk. And if he asks for a glass of milk, he's gonna ask for a seat. If he asks for a seat, he need to pull up to a table. It's like one A leads to B leads to Z. That's you in vacuum sales. I say all that to say that's you in vacuum. It's like I if I can get him to open the door, I can sell him the pitch. If I can sell him the pitch, I can get him to let me in. If I can get him to let me in, I can get him to let me vacuum his floor for four to six hours. If I can, and so on and so forth. Dude, the the most and the worst, the the most egregious part was the. 
dude came in and immediately removed anything covering his face. Yeah, that see that you should again. That's your space, man. You gotta be like, no, no, no. That uh, that stays on. I don't know you. That that stays on. I don't know whose house you've been in. They might be like, listen, I trust you, but you've been in every house on this block, right? You're working. I get it, but no, nah, that's got to stay on. <laughs> it was that. It was like. I, I swear in his handbook, step one, remove mass. Step two, racially inspired humor, build rapport. Step three, question mark. Step four, close the deal. <laughs> it was it, it was a hell of a strategy. And I he he think he I, I know he thought that he had me. And I, I feel like I gotta be the closest thing that he had to a sale that didn't turn out to be one. So I feel like I won. I won that transaction. But the, I mean, he got like six hours straight, like of not going door to door, man. I feel like y'all both feel like y'all won. <laughs> I mean, he said he loves his job. So I think I, I, uh, I prevented him from loving his job even more. But this I guess we love going into people's house unmasked. This, <laughs> this is the exact part he loved. Yeah. If, uh, if he ever comes my way again, it's going to be trouble. And by trouble, I mean, I'm going to let him in again, probably. Of course you will, yeah. <laughs> By the way, my mom listens to this show, so I am just joking about that part. I will never be letting him in again. There you so go. Don't worry. Um, what else did we have? Oh, uh, NFT, which I, dude, this is where this is where I start to feel like um, it's time for me to retire, and I'm old. I think you and I are close to the same age. What, what year did you graduate in? College? I graduated college in 2010. Okay. So we're a year apart. Um, I don't fully understand how NFT works. Having said that, uh, what tweets do you think you're going to get the most money for? Uh, Well, I'll say this. I don't understand any of how NFT works for one. And I don't know. I think I messed. I played my hand wrong. I led with the, she's just having sex tweet. And the reason I like, I, that's one of the, bigger ones whatever that one sells for is going to dictate the market for everything else so i should have like built up to that one right like whatever i sell that for it people are going to be like well hey well that tweet wasn't as big as this so that's where i messed up but again that's me not knowing anything about how nft works but listen any of you listening now want to buy some of this they they can all go just let me understand nft first make your bid now and then when i understand things and to 15 months i'll be ready to sell are you i think i can never tell with your tone and sarcasm you really are going to sell some right absolutely so what does that mean for the rest of us like where can i still see that tweet as far as from what i the part i do understand because i talked to somebody who understands it more i was like basically like if i sell this tweet but if i wanted to put it on a, a sweatshirt or something who would have the rights to it would i have the right sort of with the owner and they were like basically it's like you would still have the rights to it you're their creator but it's like i guess like the digital um like the highlights whatever like you can go on youtube and look up steph curry hitting a three or you can buy the top shot you can go look at look up a picture of the mona lisa but there's one mona lisa so it's like that's the that's the way it was explained to me. So I get the creator would always hold some type of agency over it, but 
that still seemed kind of murky to me. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. But it's, I mean, someone did compare it to me to, I mean, it's virtual, but think of a physical basketball card. Like, yeah, there's, there's plenty of pictures of that same thing that right. anyone yeah, can look at. a lot of pictures at. of Michael Jordan or whatever. <clears throat> so I, I kind of got it when they said that part, but I don't know. But my thing is I've never also understood like trading cards. Like I get it. It's like, okay, you want a rookie Michael Jordan card, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's only valuable if somebody's going to buy it. Like that's always subjective. That was always my thing. Like it might be like somebody had a rookie OJ Simpson car one time and was like, I'm going to sit on this forever. This is going to make me a million dollars. And they just turned on the news in 1995 one day and were like, Oh no. So is that like, is that how NFT work? I, I like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Is it uh is it that volatile? Dan and I have actually gotten back into um, trading cards a little bit. Like I was, I was always into basketball as a little mm-hmm. kid um, and we're friends with someone who's kind of like a, a broker. So it's mm-hmm. kind of dope. The way that it works is um, he, let, let's say he orders a, a bunch of cards in bulk. Um, am I mansplaining this to you or do you understand? No, no. You already know how to I'll let you know when you wait. So are these physical cards or these are like the digital? Physical. Cards? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm too old for that NFT stuff. Mm-hmm. He he'll buy like a bunch of cards in bulk and then he'll reach out through um, his Instagram page and say, Hey, uh, I want to, you know, bust these cards open later tonight. There's, uh, let's say it's a basketball set mm-hmm. he'll say these are the 30 teams uh, and here's how much each team would cost for you to get in so then okay. you choose whichever team and it's based off of like when he did a, a football break uh, a few weeks ago the chargers were the most expensive not because they had more cards in there but because everyone wanted a justin herbert rookie card is i, uh, I guess uh-huh. the highest like sought after one so it's cool it's uh it's fun you know you you put in you kick in however much depending on the team that you choose and okay. then um you just watch him you know open them live and it's it's all for me it's how i get my fix because i'm like all right it like is, yeah. i don't know what i could get here it's kind of like a scratch ticket so like about i don't want to get in your pocket but like how much does this stuff run Cause I've seen like the top shot. I know the digital ones are going for like thousands. How much are like the physical physical? Oh no, for these days, nothing like that. So, like, um, he did a recent one where the cheapest team was like thirty bucks, but then oh, yeah. the, See, the most expensive team was something like eight fifty. I think that was the charges was eight fifty. It's a little pricey, yeah. Yeah, but um, I think I took the Chiefs and the Ravens, and uh-huh. I, I came out with some some good stuff. Um, so it's fun, like. It only lasts about 20 or 30 minutes, but you're you're kind of on the edge of your seat and you're like, damn, what could I get? I got to say, trading cards are not something I ever saw coming back. Like Same. everything, everything cycles, like all the movies, TV show, clothes, all that cycles. So none of that surprises me. Trading cards, I didn't see that one coming. I'm fine with it, but I, 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 I caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah, Um I feel like this is the one thing that we have over. Is it Gen Z is the young mm. one that's trying to like kick us to the curb? I don't think there. I don't think there's much trying. Yeah, I was gonna say the ones that have kicked us to the curb Correct. and then stomped our teeth into the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Um, this might be the one thing that we have over them because we've already had this phase twice, and they're like, mm. "Well, we got the digital phase, so what the fuck? What the fuck do I want with these like pieces of cardboard?" Right. So, well, I mean, that's, I feel like people say the same. It's like, why would I, why would I ever want a record player 
when I can have it on an MP3. And then record players had a big book. Like I, I would get me a record player. I would, I, I looked for a while and I just quit. Like I would, I would get some records. So like everything, everything's like, I don't know if cassette tapes are coming back, but like I've seen NBA players recently walking like, walk like CD player Walkmans. So I think really, those, yeah. I don't know if it was Kuzma or somebody like just walk like relatively. It might have been last year, like before the shutdown. And it was like, huh, like, is that about to be a thing again? Interesting. But everything comes back around. So Kyle Kuzma just playing some uh, Miles Davis before he gets on the plane. Yeah, a little uh, now. That's what I call the hits. 17. (laughs) I've seen I think Complex was the publication that did it, but uh they have this piece, especially during the pandemic. They'll ask an athlete, what are five things that you don't travel without? Jalen Brown mm-hmm. said records and a record player. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I respect it. I can get behind that. I was, that's when I was like, <clears throat> I see those. It's like, how would you travel with the? Re- oh, yeah, he doesn't fly the same way I do. Duh. Not a middle seat guy. Not yeah. a window seat guy for sure. I read a, uh, I read a book, Shaq. In his Lakers days, Shaq used to travel – with a turntable, like a physical turntable, <laughs> like we'll pull out of a suitcase and like scratch and stuff on the plane for his teammates. And that's no, that's because it could fit in his fucking pocket. That's fair. And his hand, really. But <laughs> just the thought that, I mean, this is also like late 90s. Like so the fact that that existed then, like I'm, I, I can imagine what like the record player Jalen Brown travels with looks like. Like it's probably the size of a cell phone. Yeah. It just unfolds or something. Damn, dude, that that brings back memories of the uh, the Sony Discman. No free ads, but mm. um, man, I remember those were the days. You'd make a CD mix, or my, I'd have my friends like make make me a mix of like the the hottest songs that you think right now, and then just play that until um, play it until that thing starts skipping on you. Mm-hmm. See, that's my <laughs> shit. Now I found my old uh, CD case, so every once in a while now. I'm in the car, I would just reach in and pull out a Tyler's Mix 7 and see what the first, like it might be Thug Lovin' by Ja Rule and Bobby Brown. You never, it's like a mixed bag. It's like, okay, this is where I was in my life at this point. It's it's definitely a great, uh, I don't know if that's called a time capsule or whatever, but it'll tell you like where you were in uh, 1998. Yeah. When did you first get a cell phone? Or smartphone, I, I should say. First cell phone I got was I'm trying to think what grade up. Two thousand and one. Actually, same. Two thousand one. Yeah. Track phone. Was it wasn't a. Tra- it was a. I think it was the old Nokia brick man, like the old. Snake. Did you have to buy a card to get to put it on? Had to have a SIM card, and it was one of those. I like. I remember my dad. I didn't even really slick one. I was like, I don't. I've got AOL Instant Messenger. That's how I. Talk I know where this life. is going to yeah, lead to. Yeah, Fifteen years from now, I'm going to hate the capabilities. Yeah, of these I just it was basically me like refusing like crack in like 1979. Like I know what this. I don't want to try it not because I'm afraid I won't like it. It's because I'm afraid I will like it. Don't give me this cell phone, old man. But he gave me the cell. I think I'm almost certain it was the old Nokia brick, gray. I had a, a nice little leather case on it, like I was Gordon Gecko. Uh, or <laughs> I think yeah, it was the, it was the old the old brick. 
you walking in school, making sure that you're like your pants didn't even naturally sag, but you're like, hey, you you, you see this in the back? There's a reason that my pocket yeah, you is looking a little baggy today. Tuck your shirt in a little extra on that side so they see the phone on your hip. It's like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely important. Now, people call this thing all the time. It's just silent. I keep it on silent. <laughs> Do you have any friends that ever went through the phase of uh, wearing the holster clip once we got smartphones? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody I knew they had the, uh, the T-Mobile. Like, I was never a sidekick guy. But anybody I knew had a sidekick, man, that thing was bigger than a, a gun on your hip. Like, sidekick <laughs> was enormous. I don't see how people like sat down uh, with a sidekick on their hip. I, I wish I had one of those, but I never had five friends. So I was like, well, this yeah, is I was like, oh, what I need with this. Yeah. I mean, I had way more. Way, way more. They called me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I feel like I, I only knew, um, <clears throat> unless I was friends with construction workers, then those are the only people that I saw with, with that bulky ass. Like there'd be the, uh, the super durable ones, the OtterBox. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. used one of those cases, but I would see those are too. Like I've seen them, and people are like, "Hey, if you drop your phone, man, it's not going to do anything." It's like, "How about you don't drop your phone? If it if it didn't weigh twenty pounds, you might not drop it as often." That's just my line of thinking. I used to work. Uh, my first job out of college was a cell phone provider store, and mm-hmm. dude, anytime that a uh, let's see, fireman, construction worker, police officer. Or, I don't know, someone who thought they were important, needed a case. True. They always went with one of those fucking things. Heavy duty. <laughs> By the way, if you ever want to hate people even more, work in a cell phone store. Keep that in the back of your mind. Oh, I'm listen, I never worked in one, but even just, was it one of the ones at the mall? Like a kiosk or it was like a physical store? It was, it was a physical standalone store, but it's in the biggest um, like city in something. New Hampshire. Yeah, For, which is very faint praise, but yeah. See, that's I just hate. They're like, hey, hey, what service you guys like? Man, I'm really not interested at all. Like, I like I understand. Like, I, this is how you, this is how you eat. I get it. I'm not interested. I can get you a better plan. You don't know what my plan is now. What you mean you can give me a better plan? You don't even know. And sometimes I would just lie, but I already got y'all service. Oh, so I can definitely lower it for you. I was like, damn. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Oh, so why don't you bring over your your mom and your uh, your grandparents? Yeah, well, get your whole family here. It's like they they don't have phones. You look young. You got any kids? Like, yeah, I got tons of kids. They don't have phones though, so leave me alone. <laughs> they never leave you alone though. That was you. That was, you was that guy. No, because people since I wasn't in a, a kiosk, like we never had to approach people that way. Um, yeah, that ain't bad. The I mean, dude, it's like any retail job. Um, I don't. Have you ever worked a retail job? Oh yeah, yeah. Any retail is horrible. Terrible, terrible hours. I used to like being able to stay up late, much later than my friends and stuff, but eventually, I kind of, I kind of got got over that. But man, like the stuff that you'd hear, people thinking that they could get away with just because you're the employee and they're mm-hmm. the customer. It, evergreen. It works in every space and every possible occupation but you know if you couldn't transfer someone's pictures or or right. one one contact uh person didn't come over or um i don't know and you i'd also see some crazy shit like uh people were very proud about their cell phone backgrounds which some were mm. sometimes it'd be a respectable lady sure sometimes it would be a 
flag from uh, the South that uh, people wish that they uh, a heritage flag. Yeah, Not a hatred flag. Yeah, yeah, heritage, big time uh, history appreciators. And then sometimes, dude, I, I remember one where it outright said on one of those flip phones, you could have a banner so that it scrolled across. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at this. It was overtly racist. And I was like, OK, man, like I, I get where you're I don't get where you're coming from. But uh, did you have to be stupid enough to like hand me this phone, hand me this phone? Why didn't you erase this before you got to me? But it's like, well, he didn't want to erase it. Yeah, no, he wanted you to see it. And that's where like people asked or told me, it was like, listen, I know how much you hate people. If you work retail, you hate them a lot more. It's like, listen, I started working retail when I was 16. This is why I hate people, you understand? It's like chicken or the egg. It was definitely the me hating people was definitely the egg. Very true. If I ever have any children, um, I'm going to steer them away from retail, if at all possible. Well, I just, I mean, just like I started working when I was 15. <clears throat> And it was either like retail or food. And I just knew like me personally, I was like, I can't work with food. I just like, I hate like people come home or get off work smelling like the restaurant. I hate like that. That makes me like physically ill. So I was like, it's going to have to be retail for me. I'm, I couldn't do much else. So it was either food or any kind of retail. So I went retail and. But now you come home and you smell like a microphone. That's what I'm saying. So I, I've, I've become what I hated. Um, but I didn't know at the time. That's, that's growth. That's what we call growth. Did you? Okay, yeah. So you never worked in a restaurant. Um, mm-hmm. How long did you do nine to five before you... I know you had some other stuff before Barstool, but how, how long mm-hmm. were you in an office for? I was in an office for five years. What, uh, without getting too nitty gritty, but um, what what did you study in school? Was it marketing? I can't remember. I was remember. management. Okay. Horrible major. Yeah. Well, I don't know if, it, if there's any like college or high school kids listening to this. It's a horrible major. I picked it because it was literally the way for me to get out of school the quickest. But the thing that I learned shortly after graduating, if you get good enough at anything, they'll let you manage. Like it doesn't matter what if you got good enough at the phone store, they'll make you a manager. You don't need a degree in that. Same for like I thought journalism or writers like if you get good enough at anything, they'll let you write about it. Like you see who's writing articles now. It's like, hey, I'm a doctor or a lawyer. I'm not a writer, but I'm so good. I know this thing so well. They're going to let me write about it. So would not recommend management. That is one of the beauties of um, it's like one of the positives of living in 2021 is that because of the Internet, you know, the exposure to whatever you're good at, you can you can get that out much faster into a much bigger Mm -hmm. audience than you could when our fucking parents are growing up. Although. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, damn, so I'm I'm 32. I just turned 32 a couple months ago. You can say happy birthday if you want. I'll get you the next one. Okay, got you. I'll get you um, I'll be early for the next one. <laughs> I always think back and I'm like, man, I remember when my parents were 32. They weren't on Twitter. No. They weren't uh posting shit to Instagram. No, and they definitely weren't letting uh, human beings, man. They definitely wouldn't put on Twitter. <laughs> It's crazy. I'm like, I love the internet. Sometimes I hate it, but it's definitely, it's turned like almost 40s, the new 30, 50s, the new 40s, stuff like that. I feel like it's, it's, it's let us mature at a much slower rate, which can also explain why people are so dumb. Hand up, including myself. 
Well, I was gonna say, I feel like it goes both like it's like <clears> faster <throat> and also slow, like like just like graduating and just being aware of just all the inequalities in the world, like racial wise, gender wise, wage gap, all that stuff was just not something that I was aware of at that age. And I feel like kids now at like 15. Like that I, is true. Like the biggest thing is was the the uh, Marjorie Stoneman, which was one of the schools in Florida, the school shooting. And I just remember all those kids. I was like, these are like kids. They was like 15 and 16. And they're talking like, I was gonna say like politicians, but I don't want to insult them. They were talking like informed individuals. Yeah. And I was like, I just, God forbid something like that happened in my school, like 15 or 16. And we were trying to like drive any kind of change. We just weren't in that mindset. So that's where it's like, I feel like 15 is the new 38. Because they know things that we just didn't have access, but 40 is also the new 15. Because they're like, it's all it's like, huh, TikTok. Let me get my old ass on TikTok. My old ass is not on TikTok. I'm just making an example. Same. But yeah. I'm I, I will never. Yeah, not well, for me. Not for me. I'll amend that. I have. I won't ever again. Because <laughs> I don't know, dude. TikTok just isn't appealing to me because everything is so overproduced with like the filters that you can throw on the mm. captions. Um, everything just, I mean, the internet as a whole is probably just one big hoax as it is, but Correct. TikTok just makes me wonder or just makes me think that everything on there is definitely fake and scripted. It'll be like, look at my grandma's reaction to seeing, uh, seeing me pretend like I broke my finger or something like that. And I'm right. like, all right, well you told your grandmother had to act for this uh for this video right. just and dumb if you shit it's like hey, what's wrong with you man your grandma she's probably concerned why would you do your grandmother like that yeah if it's real what are you doing like why well, i didn't need to see that well yeah i just i needed some clicks <laughs> although do you follow trey rags uh no i'm not familiar okay i'll i'll dm it to you he's the one account that i would recommend following and he is hilarious he's a talker he is a talker um but his aren't his are scripted like skits and he'll just play different characters within the skit, kind of like fighting with himself and stuff. It's you'll enjoy it. Like my thing, like I see some good TikToks. I just know that like, if it's that good, it'll make its way to Twitter. If it makes its way to Twitter, it'll come across my desk. So it's like, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not used to sorting through the garbage. I do that on Twitter. So I let somebody else <laughs> do that on, on TikTok. Um, this is a question that I was curious about your perspective. Dan and I had a an argument. Drums or flats? And I'm not going to tell you which way we went no until problem. after. For wings. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, what else would that question apply to? Uh, uh, shoes. <laughs> you got me there. Now, uh, honest, I've always been a... I don't have a preference, man. Like, chicken has just done so much for me and my family that I, I really can't... like. Boneless or traditional, wings or flat. I, I can't put two bad bitches against each other. I just I can't do it. Okay. That's like choosing between uh, Megan and... Let's see. Who else am I a fan of? Joy. Which is going to be in the next segment, and it's the Joy Taylor portion of the program. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, interesting. Okay, I can respect that answer. Dan was strictly drums. I'm strictly flats. I feel like flats got more sauce and more... And like the the meat in a flat is kind of hits different. It's more moist. I feel like the drum is a little the little uh either drier or tougher. I'll, 
I'll say this. I I think flats are more consistent, but I do think a good drum is better than a good flat. Right. Like if you get a good drum and it's like mo like it's cooked right, you just get like a, a good bit of meat and it's not like no gristle or any of the tough stuff. I think that's better than like a good flat, but just on on average, if you just pick up a flat, it's it's gonna be good. It's a flat. Like you know, you know where the, the good okay. stuff is, right in the middle. So so a flat is a flat is like LeBron, 25, 7 and 7 every year. Yeah, you know what you're getting with the flat. I would say drums probably Steph Curry, right? Oh wow. Like every once in a while, like Steph is gonna have he'll have a three for 14 night. You've had some bad drums, but when he's hit 11 for 14, there's nothing like it. Okay. It's all it's all about preference. Fair. Didn't didn't enjoy the uh, Steph Curry slander on this program, but it is what it is. Everything Steph Curry slander to Steph Curry. Fans. I'm just kidding. I'm hey, I'm not. Do not lump me in with Warriors fans. <laughs> I I am not a huge fan of the LeBron crowd on Twitter, even though I I respect LeBron. But whatever, we're not going to go down that road. Um, always wanted to ask you this. No, this first. What's the first thing you're doing after? you get the vaccine and it's safe for everyone. Like what's the first, I assume. All right. After your first Nickelback concert, what's the yes. second thing that you're doing? My second Nickelback concert. No. Um, so peace, mom, close your ears, please. Strip club. Okay. Definitely strip club. Okay. So peace, mom, you can, you can start listening again. How far away, how far away do you live from downtown Atlanta? Like 10 minutes. Not bad. Is is it all that it's cracked up to be? I've I've only been to Atlanta once, period, and I haven't been to mute your ears, mom. Any of the strip clubs there? It's not to brag, but I've been to strip. I've been thrown out of strip clubs in many cities. Um, oh, Atlanta's boy. the like I, I'm I'm clearly biased, but anytime I go in one in like a different city or a different state, I'm like this just isn't as good as it is at home. Like I don't know if it's you're you're like born and raised all in the Northeast, right? Yeah, New Hampshire, your second favorite state. Yes, love and H. Um, was it something on Twitch or something? I don't know. Like it's just a Southern thing. Like when I was working, like my first job out of college was at like a Fortune 300 company, and they like meetings there would just be at strip clubs, like business meetings, because yeah, because it was like, listen, we're gonna go to a restaurant, right? The restaurant's going to have food and drinks, right? Maybe a TV. Would you prefer to have respectable ladies around or not? <laughs> Who's going to say it? Like, uh, and so it was just times where like, I'd just be- During the day? Yeah, lunchtime. And again, wow. like I was at a point, like I wasn't like making any of this, these decisions, but I'm just like tagging along and you're just like there. And it's like, yeah, this is just where like- business decisions are made and it was kind of weird for me finding out i was like y'all everybody don't do this it's, i was like is this a southern thing is this a georgia thing is this atlanta thing is this my company thing but i found i think it's i think it's just a southern thing like i've talked to other people who are like they just for the most part like business deals all that are negotiated in, in a strip club in a gentleman's club respectfully i've <laughs> I've made a few business decisions in a strip club, if you know what I'm saying. I don't know what you mean. However, however, not those business decisions. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those, like, 
when you're in it, like coming up and you think that's the way it is, it wasn't that wild. But now looking yeah. back, people are like, no, what are you, what are you, why were you there? And I was like, uh, they were trying to close an account. Like, what, I want to <laughs> say no. I don't it was the say. end of the, it was the end of the fiscal January. Yeah. I didn't have to say anyhow. Like, I remember there was a meeting, like I was, I was in like accounting in a company that w- was going bankrupt. And I'll never forget, we went down there, we went to their city to their company went to like this this seafood place with a hell yeah yeah tremendous seafood great i remember the place it didn't even have a sign it was one of those places like if you know you know if you don't you don't that's when i was like oh they 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 talking some money money here we went there they had drinks went back to the hotel had more drinks and they were like okay like come on we're going back out for more drinks that was at like the the strip club they were like signing the final paperwork for the because the company was going bankrupt so and like the guy was literally like signing bankruptcy papers in the strip club. And I was like, I was like, you know what? If I was going bankrupt, I probably want to do it. At, like, listen, I've went bankrupt at a strip club. You know what I'm saying? Personally. So I know how that feels. But yeah, it's it's a wild scene. Hey, guys, this pen, this pen is out of ink. Foxy, could you bring me a, yeah, uh, peaches, a, a ballpoint? Uh, yeah, that's the game. And it's always a fresh pen. Interesting. How, how many people would you say approximately were involved from your company and the other company? Oh, gosh, it was four of us that went down there and three or four, four that went to dinner. One person was like, I'm, I'll am i let you guys handle like the strip club business. Um, so it was seven of us at the strip club. And, <laughs> and just one there- was like, again, like you walk in. They know who like they are. Like you get a room or a section or something like that. Like you're not amongst like general population. You get the best talent, the best service. Like you don't have to wait on a drink. And yeah, they're just talking. They were talking like assets, what's gonna be liquidated, yeah, what's gonna be collected on. Yeah, it's worse places to go bankrupt. <laughs> I know because I've went bankrupt a lot of places. Bankrupt truly is what they used to call me. Well, that was in elementary school. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Okay, so were there ever... <laughs> I'm having such a hard time picturing it. If you got pictures, like, feel free to send it this way. But uh, if <laughs> were there ever intermissions where it was like, all right, now we've been here for a couple hours. Let's take like a 15-minute break. Uh, go do what you need to do. And then people got to dance or some shit like that. It was That was the you get the business out of the <clears throat> way. So after that interesting yeah it was like you come in you talk you chill have a drink observe i mean he signed the papers and they were like okay now that that's out of the way (laughs) fun was had but not by me i'll never have fun no i'll never have fun not you not you no have you been so i know you're a big uh solo miami trip guy or you used to be did Uh you ever go there because i've been to those and I was a fan. I built one or two. They were, they were fine. But nothing like fine. Atlanta. I got, of Florida, Tampa's got a good strip club scene. I don't know Interesting. why. Tampa's got a good strip club scene. Was that when you went to that uh, Brady's home opener? Because I know you're a huge fan. Yeah. No, Tom uh, had me and the kids down. So we <laughs> we went to go see the R Bucks. Uh, I will tell you this. If you ever make your way to Portland, Oregon, for some strange reason... It's got the highest um, 
establishment per capita ratio okay. in the country. And I've been to one there and I won't name names, um, but I have some friends who kept us later there than I would have wanted. Was it Dan? Is it Dan? It is not Dan. Dan. It is not Dan. So Ari, if you're listening, it was not Dan. It was definitely Dan. Okay. I got you. (laughs) It will say this Um, again, Ari, it was not Dan. My friends not only kept me later, but they were, I think there were some extracurricular activities that you would even consider extracurricular in that setting. We'll leave it at that. I like a good club. Yeah. Wait, so have you, the the Lou Williams place, is that Onyx? Uh, Magic City. Magic City. Okay. I, I assume you've been there. I've not. I've never been to Magic City. Are there really that many in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. The Magic City, Onyx, Follies, Strokers, Kamal. Like, it's a lot. I mean, one of them's of called them, Strokers. Yeah, there's one called Strokers. Kamal. <laughs> um, I remember one time, I, I'll name drop just because I think it's funny. I walked, uh, went to a place called Kamal's and I was like, ain't nobody in here. They were like, like all the main dancers just left because they like made their night. I was like, what do you mean they made their night? And they were like, Colin Kaepernick was just here and he basically like threw like a, like enough money to where like a lot of girls were like, we're, we're like, we're done for the day. Yeah. This was like literally right before like the anthem stuff. And I was like, Kaepernick, huh? I like that guy. I like, right. I like the cut. Yeah. I like the cut of his jib. Um, but yeah, some of them have closed down, like, I think permanently through the pandemic. So I'm hoping that they make it on the other side to go to, but couldn't do it through zoom. Yeah. It's not the same. So I've heard, um, (laughs) but once it is, I'm, I'm walking in like the, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. You, you ever seen anyone get kicked out? Absolutely. Many times. It's pretty funny because up here, I don't know about in the South, but up here, there's there's pretty strict laws that a lot of them are, you know, no contact. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is pre-pandemic, obviously. But yeah, no, no contact. Don't even try no funny shit. Um, so I've seen plenty of people get kicked out. I do have a funny story where I went to a very... When you got kicked out? What'd you do? <laughs> I went to... That was 2007. Uh, now, in 2008, when they, they relinquished the... Um, a restraining order. Mm. I saw someone perform and it was at a very seedy place. Um, basically in the next state over Vermont, your third favorite state. Love uh, love <laughs> respectfully, a lot of the women were, you could tell they were down on their luck and a lot of, uh, some of them were pregnant, I'm not joking. I'm not saying this to be funny. And I was sitting near like the front of the stage. Um, girl comes over, you know, does her thing. And she's kind of awkwardly waiting. And I didn't throw any money down. I was like, I didn't ask you to come over here. So (laughs) I didn't realize at the time, dude, I was a young, I was an adult, not adolescent, but I was a novice um, establishment frequenter. They teach you that at the business meetings at the strip club, man. You got to. Yeah, that you can't sit at the front unless you're you're throwing some guap down. They will call. I don't know. Again, I I can't speak for other places, but if you're doing that in Atlanta, they will call you out. Hey, black shirt. Throw some money or get up. <laughs> hey, you, uh, blue shoes. Well, are you cheap? Like they will, yeah. they will call you out. Was not expecting it, and she just kind of stood there awkwardly and was like, "What? You're not having a good time?" I was like, "What makes you think that? I'm having a great time." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "All right, well, I don't see you throwing any money down." I was like, "All right, well, here's 
two uh two dollar bills do with it what you will and one for each of you yeah <laughs> yeah for uh for that reason i'll never sit at the front of a stage again except for the one time i did it again in in uh, puerto rico where uh have you ever been to puerto rico by chance i have not okay if you ever go there you have a decent shot of seeing um like a, a pro athlete at a bar or a club Okay. Me and my buddies went down there in 2013 or 14, and we saw Darrell Revis. We saw Harden. Okay. James Harden was on the beach with some very respectable women sure. um, who were who were wearing bottoms but not tops. Okay. Um, and then J.R. Smith, another king. Uh, Harden and, and Smith, we saw them at the club too. They wanted nothing to do with us. I get it. Darrell Revis, I was like, does he have a a twin who's just not as cool because he was all about talking to us. Yeah. So, yeah. So me, uh, two or three of my friends, it was like seven or eight of us total, but two or three of us went up to him. Uh, we were like buying him drinks and sh- like having tequila shots. Millionaire drinks? Dude, I don't, I don't know what got into us. I wanted to talk to him. It, what was funny was he was the nicest guy, but his, um, his posse or whatever, I wasn't a huge fan, but mm. Have you ever seen uh, what the hell is the name of that that shoe is by John Geiger? Does that ring a bell at all? Geiger, uh, I'm not familiar. OK, um, anyone listening to this, if you look up John Geiger, he's got like a he's got a high fashion shoe. Anyways, that dude is apparently Darrell's like best friend. He wasn't exactly nice, but whatever. Hmm. So we were just kind of chilling with him for like a half hour and he was the nicest guy i could have ever imagined really i mean that's it's always nice to hear those stories very very oh, yeah, nice i was like surprisingly nice is this really you like why the fuck do you want to talk to us like how have you not thrown a drink on my face yet but yeah he was super cool um but when we were down there we visited a similar club um and i sat near the stage i didn't have any change on me i didn't have any small bills so I threw up a 20. Okay. Which I don't know if that's a lot because it's been a while since I've been uh, been to one of these places. Um, the performer came over, asked for my hand, and took it to do things with it. Sure. I, I, I know you can use your imagination. I was appalled and flattered. That's usually and, how it works. And also, like, walking to the bathroom, uh, everyone was just grabbing your junk on your way there like oh nice to meet you sir <laughs> or like having fun so i am now yeah <laughs> so if you ever uh want to make a trip out of the states that's where i'd recommend say let me and Rebus. i'm gonna have to hit up derail uh like he got some free time these days very very nice guy very nice guy last question i know uh shit i did not keep an eye out on the time so i apologize no you're good there's the last question for me. What's an unknown story um, about mixtape? Number one and two. Did you ever? Did you guys ever get in trouble um, for for taking the ad reads much longer than they were intended and throwing in like ridiculous stories? Um, no. With the it actually went the other way. Like it turned into there were like memos being sent out. Like this is how you should do ad reads. That's because awesome. At, yeah, because it was like, I mean, and on most, like, not even just for Barstool, but just like most companies, you hear ad read, it's read. You could tell they're reading something, they're reading it to the letter. 
It's a 30 second ad. It's supposed to be exactly 30 seconds. And we were taking it. And if it like if it took us 10 minutes to get through because we were having fun with us, it took 10 minutes. And so the companies were like really enjoying it because they like were basically they were paying for 30 seconds, but they were getting 10 minutes. But we were wrapping like something around it to make those 10 minutes memorable, which is what the companies want. Yeah. But apparently, allegedly, there was a, a donut company based in the Northeast that rhymes with Monk and Monuts. Um, <laughs> they, they came out with like these enormous like red and blue drinks. I don't know if you remember those. Oh, yeah. They're. Yeah, like super sweet. They almost look like slushies, but they're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came out with those. And allegedly, we compared those to Crips and Bloods. And so they just pulled all advertising from the company. So that wasn't, uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> they, they didn't like that. Uh, Did you guys so hear from Dave? A, huh? Did you guys hear from Dave? No, it was just kind of a, uh, I think Erica sent that one out. I was like, hey, let's, uh, maybe we don't refer to gangs. <laughs> Uh, when we mentioned the people that are paying our bills, and it was like noted, hand up. That was on us. Okay, sure. Republicans and Democrats next time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gotta. We get it. Dodgers, Red Sox. You can say anything, but not not Crips and Blood. I think they're a Latin King company. So you live and you learn. <laughs> that's that's why I was Aaron Hernandez's uh, drink of choice. Yeah, and um, that's why I, I can see why they would want to dis- distance themselves from that. Um, Monk and Monuts. Any any mixtape stories that you can tell the audience that we weren't already aware of behind the scenes? I'm trying to. Th- I feel like anything behind the scenes we turned into on this. Like that was most of the. <laughs> That's a mixtape um, experience. I know I've told us some. The time uh, Corey McGetty almost beat Coley up. I don't remember that. Yeah, we were in we were in LA for the big three. And so we were like we were in the gym on USC. It was USC's women's gym, lovely gym, lovely campus. And we were talking to Corey Maggetti. I don't know if you remember Corey Maggetti had a nickname, Bad Porn. Did you know they called him bad porn? I didn't know that. Do you know why they call him bad porn? Bad porn? Bad like pornography, bad porn. They call yeah. him bad porn because they said like when you watch his game. It's a lot of penetration and a lot of scoring, but are you really happy with what you're seeing? It was like, yeah. So it was like a knock on him, right? And so we start the interview uh, <laughs> and Coley starts it out and he's like, you know, boom, we got Corey, bad porn Maggetti with this. And Maggetti like immediately turns, like grabs, turns his whole body. He's got the widest shoulders I've ever seen. Cause I, like we're on either side of him, turns his whole body. It was like, now hold on. Now why would you think it's okay to call me that? And I was like, oh man. Shit. Yeah, I was like, oh geez. And you were like, yeah, Coley, why would you think that? Yeah, I was like, listen, what like if he just started whooping his ass, what I'm gonna do? There's no there's no point in both of us getting our asses whooped. Yeah. Um, but to like to Maggetti's credit, he explained, you know, he was like, you know, I've had kids say they heard that nickname, right? Kids that go home and Google that to see why their dad is called that and see the things that come up he's like so you can understand why i take offense to that and he explained that they talked it out and they like he gave us a really good interview after that but for a very brief second i was like <laughs> Corey mcgetty's gonna kill Mick. he's gonna like he's just gonna kill him and i don't 
You gotta steal his name. Devlin. Yeah, just me looking at Devlin like keep keep it rolling. Um, but I, if he just starts <laughs> stomping it, what am what, what I'm gonna do? It's Corey McGetty, man. You gotta steal his name and, and then uh no, he's gonna kill him and steal his identity, Coley mm-hmm. McGetty. I was like, I respect I would have had to get in a few licks too, just so he don't think I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah, on the opposition. You. It's not yeah, it's nothing personal. Uh I kicking your ribs a couple times, you know what I'm saying? We're still good, but I need Corbin Getty not to whoop my ass too. This obviously wasn't recorded, right? Because I don't remember hearing this. It was recorded. I don't know if it ever was released. Um, <laughs> but it was, I was going to say it's on tape somewhere. At some point, it was on tape somewhere. That I, If it still is, that I don't know. Interesting. Wow. Okay. But yeah, shout out to Corey McGetty for not whooping our asses. Yeah, dude, that's a that's a pretty scary guy. It'd be one thing if you said like a, I don't know, an uh, undersized point guard, but Corey McGetty looks yeah, like. Yeah, if, if he said that to Speedy Claxton, yeah, you know what I mean. But now McGetty's all of, I don't know, six five, six six, and two four, like just incredibly jacked. So yeah, there was not much we could do. He's a yeah, he's a strong looking fella. Mm, very burly. All right, my friend. I uh, I had a great time. I'm sure you had a terrible time. Um, not, no, always good to be here, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, can you please plug yourself one last time uh, before we let you go? Uh, yeah, check the Patreon, patreon.com slash Tyler. I am just drop the merch streamlabs.com slash Trilly Whiskers slash slash merch or just go to the hub. Twitter.com slash Tyler I am and all that and thousands of bad tweets will await you. <laughs> please, please, please support. This is the like the one serious thing I'll say I'll show. One of the few, I would say good guys of the internet and definitely mm. my favorite follow. Yeah, you're not a great guy, actually. Never mind. Especially after the strip club stories. That's you, what I'm saying. Yeah, one of the guys of the internet. Yeah. Un- unsavory to say the least. But no, uh I'm becoming, yeah. Please follow him. We'll have some um links in the show notes if is can i link the streamlab store in the show notes is, is there you uh, said yeah, something's there, funny a, with the link no it'll be a it's a physical link so okay okay we'll throw that in there um appreciate you 